What's going on, guys? AJ here bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. I want to talk about change management for a second, guys. Um, Something that I don't understand is the following statement I'm about to read right now. So um, I'm doing a little bit of consulting connected to the Project 2030 brand. As you guys know, as a just a brief update, the Project 2030 brand was always going to be a, a Lambda School eight-week curriculum model where we were going to be helping the next generation of CHROs kind of get into that role. And so for me, um, and so for me, as I think about that inevitable goal, we were really trying to make sure that you know six-year, 10-year, 12-year HR veterans really start to understand the strategic aspects, the career um, the career transition aspects, the executive aspects, the leadership aspects, and then obviously gearing up for the interviews and gearing up uh, to find the right roles, et cetera, et cetera. And so we've actually moved that into a um, an event uh, structure. We, we made a really big deal that I cannot announce yet, but I will be once that deal is finalized. That's going to put this into a three-day experience and then parlay that off into an eight-week moment. Um, and then what else? Oh, so about today, though, I just want to give that an update. Uh, about today, I am working with a few members of the um, of the original Project 2030 cohort and uh, doing so in a one-on-one basis and kind of just teaching them around a few things that I feel are important. Um, and change management happened to be one of those categories. And so I'm working with a lovely practitioner and helping her understand a few things strategically, helping her to uh, gain a little bit of understandings around some frameworks and just helping her bring some value uh, and getting some value to the table. And so I'm going to read you guys something that... Um, Because what I have to do is I pretty much have to aggregate a lot of data, a lot of context, a lot of thoughts and perspectives into like a document for me personally to use because I can't just pull things off of my head. And then also for her to have like a library of content. So I'm going to read something to you that actually one of my team members um, from one of my brands actually submitted into this because I've been having everybody feed me ideas and thoughts. And I kind of disagree with this. So let me let me read this to you, then give you guys my point of view. It says, build measurement systems into the change management process that tell people when they are succeeding or failing. So right there, it means build measurement systems into the change management process that tells the employees that inevitably are are supposed to be reacting to the change, whether they are succeeding or failing. Then it says, provide consequences in either case. Consequences outcomes of actions in either case. Follow with me. Here's where it gets a little funky. It says, employees who are positively working with the change, aka going along with the change, needs and uh, uh, the change, need rewards and recognition processes to follow that action. So you guys probably missed that and caught that because at the very end there, I kind of stumbled and jumbled my words. Let me give you guys the punchline and save you guys the time. Essentially, what this person is saying, we need to build measurement programs to see if folks are succeeding or failing, a.k.a. if they are buying in to the change management that's occurring or if they're bucking the system. That's essentially what they're saying. What they're also saying is for those that are saying, yes, this is great. I'm going to listen to everything you're saying. I'm getting along. You know, I'm down with the cause. They're saying we need to put reward structures in place which I don't disagree, but here is the problem. And you guys know me, E1B2, baby. Let me give you guys my thoughts because here's why I adamantly disagree. And I wrote this out. 
I said the following. But at the same time, organizations, aka leaders, need to be held accountable in the form of collecting data from employees. It could be a survey, it could be a one-on-one, it could be a fireside chat, it could be a group conversation. I don't care how you get the data. But data needs to be collected from the employees if they feel the change management process they are going through, the reason why they're not potentially buying in, aka going towards the top of the measure, the top of the uh, the, the top of the tip here that said succeeding or failing. So not buying in, quote unquote, will go into the failing category. I said, just to go back, I said, but at the same time, organizations need to be held accountable, aka leaders need to be held accountable in the form of collecting data from employees if they feel like the change management process they are going through with leaders, the reason why they're not appreciating it, we need to understand why they're not appreciating it. We need to understand why they are not getting on board, aka why they're failing. And I want to know what the company and the leaders are not doing. That's where things get a little bit different for me. When I look at employees, and when I look at, frankly, human beings, the benefit of the doubt for me always kicks in first. If I want something to change, if I want a policy to change, if I want a new way of working to change, if I want um, a process to change, if I want our focus to pivot a bit and change, if I inevitably want to provide a strategy or a service or a product adjustment or an update or an outcome, and I need my team members to get on board with that vision, and folks are AKA failing, AKA bucking, AKA disagreeing with that. If that is happening, then the first thing that I need to do as a leader, the first thing I'm advising you guys to do if leaders are listening, which they should be, ask yourself, what are you doing wrong? I'll give you so I'll give you some I'll give you a couple categories right now. Would it you know how 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 soon did you communicate it? And when I say how quickly or how soon did you communicate it? Did you wait until you made the inevitable decision and you're kind of just telling them to say, hey, this is what we're doing. Get on board. When you know you may have 6, 12, 15%, 30%, 50% of your org, aka your team members, that don't appreciate that. Do you even know if some of your people don't appreciate that? Do you even have an understanding of how folks appreciate change? I bring this example up all the time. My fiance. I need to give her a week and a half update when I want to go have a drink with the guys. Some people think that's crazy, that's wrong, that's rude. I've actually implemented empathy. I understand why she wants to have that space. She likes spending time with me. She likes to get herself organized. It's all about her. And that's what empathy is about. Getting out of my own way and putting myself in the shoes and the mindset and the body of others. And so if you don't understand your employees and how they want to appreciate and have change communicated to them, no shit that they're not getting on board. No shit that they're not actually getting excited about the change. Because you let them know when you made the decision to do the change and you already started the process of the change, you're kind of just nudging them saying, hey, this is what we're doing, kind of get on board. And I'm telling you right now when the change happening tomorrow. Like that's not fun, that's not, that's not a great experience. And nine times out of 10, you probably have people in your organization that are not getting down with that. 
The second thing I want you guys to think about is if you do have the desire as a leader to understand that data from your people, where are you storing that data and are you looking at that data before you're making decisions? Another thing that I want you to think about is have you actually gone to your people and do you have people in your organization, whether it's ego, whether it's connected to their long-term career goals, whether it's just, you know, just they just care so much about the org and their department and their role. Did you go to them and get their insight around how the change and the operational workings of that change will impact their role in their day to day? Did you get an impact? Did you get an update or perspective about how the change operationally, tactically, are there any things within that change tactically and operationally they need to be aware of? Do they have any thoughts they want to contribute to it? Because there may be things that they feel you're missing. There may be things they th- that they feel that you are not paying attention to. And now that's going to have them not as bought in. Because they're literally executing on things because of the concepts they have from being in the muck, being in the dirt. Shout out to my boy Gary V. That you don't know as a leader, and now they're not even telling you as a leader, aka they're not being bought in, so they're giving a half-ass effort towards the change, and the organization is missing something. It's what I preach every day. And guys, listen, I've gone through it myself. I have gone through it myself. There are acquisitions that have not worked recently. There are partnerships that have not worked recently. And there's a lot of change management that has to go along with that process. And I do my very best to really make sure that we're all on the same page about the change. But I'm sure I've missed things. I know one area where I've missed things is I have not done a great job of understanding the psychological element of how they're utilizing and understanding the change. Because when you go through an acquisition or or integrated partnership, there's changes happening on either side. And I think I've gotten a lot better over time to understand the pros, the cons, the perspectives, the communication needs and preferences my change partner needs. And so that's the that's the that's the punchline because I'm ranting now. That's the punchline. When we talk about building measurement systems to reward those that are getting down with the change, a.k.a. being bought in. Do not just look at the other people and and, and do negative punishment for those that are not buying in. They're not assholes. I believe human beings naturally are not just assholes. I believe that. I believe human beings do not want to feel pain. You want to know how I know that? Because I've studied neuroscience. Because I know there's a threat response and a reward response. I know the brain literally is designed in a chemical and fight. If I was going to say financial at a chemical and scientific level that it wants to feel reward, a negative response in the brain, a negative response to the memory banks, AKA bringing up old memories that were not good literally is, is literally is as detrimental as someone hitting you physically. It's the same type of response. If you hook them up to a, I forget what system that David Rock and the neuro leadership company has uh, designed, but if you hook them up to a system here and you hit them in their chest, or if you don't involve them, AKA negatively impact certain things that they want to hear or certain things they want to be communicated around or certain things they want to be bought in, it's the same reaction. It's the same feeling. 
it's the same response from a from a technological from a from a scientific perspective. So I said a lot, and I meant every word. And I think more leaders really need to take a pen, take take heed and, and, and pay attention to that. And so that's going to be one of the biggest things that I rant about when I work with um, when I work with uh, this client here. I want her to understand that piece right there. Do not screw up your face. Do not look at that person in a, in, a, in a negative light if they are not getting down with the change that you're proposing. There's a reason why they're not getting down with it. And it's your job as a leader to be patient and deal with the annoying aspects of finding out what is the reason. That is your responsibility as a leader. And to be empathetic along that way. Do not make preconceived judgments or or thoughts around, well, that reason isn't valid. That reason is valid for them. And if you want that person, now, now listen, I have leaders in my ear right now as I'm ranting saying, well, Anthony, you know, we could just find someone else that gets down with that thought. Of course you could, but, but don't let me stop pulling out the diversity and inclusion data. Don't let me stop pulling out that data around how you're going to be missing things, how that new process or that new product or that new efficiency that you pulled out, how it might be 80% great and there's another 20% that you missed because you don't have that same diversity of thought. You've, you've completely booted inclusion. Don't let me get into that world. So these are my thoughts, guys. You guys know I'm not messing around here, baby. I'm honest about this. I'm real about this. I want you guys to understand. Because I it took me a while to understand. But that's enough. I've ranted enough. I love you all. Have a great weekend.